What's on tap for today? Financial app Beam in the news, and unfortunately not for good reasons. We're going to talk fintech, when to trust a company, and more with financial expert and host of the So Money podcast, Farnoosh Tarabi, on today's Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast, coming to you live from my mom's half finished basement in Texarkana, Texas, where we make the Stacky Benjamins podcast. I'm Joe Salcihi. And I'm Farnoosh Strabi, host of the So Money podcast from Jersey. This is the podcast where we cover recent stories ripped from the financial press. Today, we've got one from CNBC.com. Uh, not only do we read them like some podcasts, but we dive into how they affect your wallet and what you can do to invest, save, and pay down debt more effectively. And if that's not enough, we'll also share a big idea at the end of today's show you can take with you to be better with your money the rest of your day and all in usually less than 20 minutes. Today's show is brought to you by Tiller Money. You keep your financial life on course and easily track your money over time. Always know what's safe to spend and confidently plan for the future with spreadsheets automated by Tiller Money. You'll get a free 30-day trial if you use our link tillermoney or tillerhq.com forward slash mwf that's tillerhq.com forward slash mwf i almost messed up the read i've got to send people to the right place farnoosh that's like podcasting no no right there if the sponsor ain't happy ain't nobody happy i'm sure they'll understand i'm sure you sent them enough customers by now right <laughs> I, I you always hope so because they're a cool company but you i also know rich the podcasters i saw uh, uh, do you know jordan harbinger uh, mm -hmm. Jordan also Farnoosh is my favorite person to follow on Instagram. Jordan also, who has a podcast, very fun to follow on Instagram. And he's like, you always know a podcaster because they're like, yeah, so we had this horrible election and I was, I was, uh, uh, watching the election and drinking coffee from Starbucks. You get 10% off Starbucks when you go to our <laughs> link at stackybenjamins.com forward slash like our segue into the sponsor spot is always. Everything is an infomercial. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Well, advertorial. This is this is a uh, 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 fintech company. We've had a lot of fintech success stories. I want to talk fintech success, fintech failures. There's a company called Beam that's in the news today. We'll see what it's all about after we see which one of our friends helps us kick off today's discussion. Hey, it's Paul from the Crazy Money Podcast. Pay ratios, stock purchase plans, Federal Reserve meetings. We must be getting ready for another episode of Money with Friends. All right. Today's piece comes to us from CNBC.com. Uh, this is written by Scott Cohen and Don Guile. Despite promises, beam depositors still can't get access to their money. Now the lawsuits have begun. Uh, former vendors for a company called Beam Financial, who say they're being unfairly blamed for customers being locked out of their accounts, have taken the company to court. What Beam was, was a, a company that offered above market interest rates on FDIC insured savings. But for months, some customers say they've been unable to access their money. CNBC has learned that Beam owes $182,000 in taxes to Delaware, where it's incorporated, and its corporate status has been revoked in Delaware and California, even though the company says that it is, quote, operational. Here's two frustrating things about this company, Farnoosh, is that on Stacking Benjamins, we do a Friday fintech show where I warn people, and I want to talk about this for a second. We warn people that we're not endorsing these companies. They're ideas that I heard. I also like the fact that some of these companies are attacking things that the big banks don't go near. But also, I also know that because I have a platform, I wish I had a platform like So Money, but I don't 
the uh, on Stacking Benjamins, I know I have a platform where quite a few people listen to us. And there is an implied endorsement there, right? Even though we say we're not endorsing them, you heard about them on our show, you go, oh, that sounds interesting. We had the founder from Beamon about 18 months ago, and he was talking about how, because they don't have any brick and mortar, they can take this savings that they get and they can pass it on to other individuals. They, they basically take your money and they shop which ones are paying the highest and they move your money using fintech uh, uh, technology to move your money from FDIC to FDIC. So even though it's under Beam, it really is moving around in the background. Mm. All FDIC insured, guaranteed. Sound like a great idea. And now people people can't get their money out. I guess my first question to you is, when do you trust these fintech companies? Because you hear these ideas and they sound so awesome. Yeah, this is really frightening. I, I think, you know, it's it's 2020, almost 2021. Fintech is not a new, new concept. It is it is absolutely the most funded startup category, at least in the last couple of years. Um, a lot of money is getting poured into this space. So I have interviewed a number of fintech founders myself. For them, the most important thing, the, the good ones, the good CEOs, I'd say, the priority is security. Making sure that they're building a platform that is that is just 100% bulletproof. Cybersecurity is a real threat to these companies, especially when you don't have, say, the the dollars behind your business that, say, a, 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 finance, like a, a Chase or a Bank of America or a Capital One, all, you know, these bigger banks have. They don't have, you know, robust departments dedicated to fintech. But so when you're launching one of these apps, when you're raising money, that's really, I think, the, the sh- is often, should at least be the priority. Because otherwise, why would anyone leave their bank or leave, you know, it's, it takes a lot for someone. And I just did a story on sort of like, we go on autopilot a lot of times with our financial decisions, which has its merits, but it can also, you know, if you're not happy, if you're not happy at your bank, you're more like, you're just, you'll stay. Consumer Reports did a study and said one in, only one in five will actually make a switch to something new or different. So it, it takes a lot for people to make the migration, I think, over to sometimes these lesser known, lesser established financial institutions, fintech companies. And so it's really, it's really disappointing that you, you know, they make that switch. Whoever's on the beam took money from another bank and brought it over to be, right. you know, yeah. and that took time that took like a little bit of stress too, because, you know, it, it's, you're putting a lot of trust in an institution that doesn't have a huge track record, but, you know, I'm not familiar with beam. I don't know what kind of marketing they had. I don't know what kind of endorsers they had. I'm sure it looked legit. It yeah. was FDIC insured after all. Well, and this is the thing is that, and I wanted to get to that because this is something that you and I know. And I remember I was cautioning people about during the big financial downturn, 2007, 2008, when you saw some of these non FDIC insured accounts that a lot of people were using break, break the dollar. Meaning if you had a money market account that didn't have FDIC insurance, you actually lost money in something that you thought was a guaranteed return. Um, wasn't the case if you didn't have FDIC. But what what I also caution people about at that time is that even though you have FDIC insurance, so assuming, assuming that Beam was not lying about FDIC, which we, once again, we don't know, but, but if they weren't lying about FDIC, these people will get their money back. Their money is insured. However, 
and I want to, uh, this is the thing I want to be clear about in 2007, 2008, just because you have FDIC insurance does not mean you can get your money today. It doesn't right. mean that your money is liquid right now. It means that at some point you will be made whole, but I don't know if our news that there's a definitive timeline on that money. I mean, it's got to go through this whole legal process for you to actually get paid so out by FDIC insurance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's like the worst nightmare, right? <laughs> Especially in a recession, in a pandemic, you need cash. And if you've been good to have, if you, if you have an account somewhere with money in it, you've done the good work of saving. And now this happens, I would be livid. I would, I mean, I, I'm sure their PR team is having a night, you know, uh, they're having their, their nightmare right now, but um, I need, I think there needs to be more pressure from the media yeah, frankly, no, I, t I totally agree. I'm not hearing about There's this story. What else? Yeah. Like enough. this needs to be on every, because this also needs to be, we need to make a lesson out of this for other apps and startups, even the traditional companies. Like you can't freeze people's bank accounts over no reason. We talked about yesterday, 11 million people out of a job during the pandemic. If you're one of those 11 million people to your point and you've got money here, that's that's an absolutely horrible situation, which means, I mean, from a financial planning standpoint, at the very least tier, we, you know, we talk a lot in financial planning about tiering your reserves, right? Keep some money in a spot where, Hey, it's not about the, it's not about the interest rate. And I know a lot of people were interested in being because they paid a very high rate for a savings account. Instead of, instead of worrying about the interest rate, worry about liquidity first. And then and with some yes. money that you're not going to need for maybe three, four, six months, then put some of that money in a place like a beam where hopefully three months from now, this all gets sorted out. I want to talk about the positive side of this, which is uh, you've got, you know, 99% of the founders we've interviewed have been, have been great. And, and they got these, they have these cool, innovative products. Where in your life, Farnoosh, are you using FinTech to get ahead? Well, I use a, an app that helps me to sort of identify my net worth in one frame. You know, I get to see all my big accounts, what's coming in, what's going out all on one screen. I check it like I check the weather. I love it. It's great because it helps me see um, when things get reconciled. I, like when, when the market did a, you know, or when the when the news about Pfizer's uh, COVID uh, results, the 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 what's it the. Um, I'm, I'm <laughs> what is it called when you, when you take us, uh, the, not the virus, the, um, the vaccine, the vaccine. Yes. Thank you. 90% effective clinical. So uh, the market yes. went crazy and, um, yes. you know, like you, it's exciting to see your net worth in theory, like go up. So I feel like that for me, um, is helpful just to be able to ha continue having that relationship with my money. I always tell people it's important to check in. Now I have a real, I have a, um, a low threshold for, you know, the pain that I feel when I look at money. Like I, I love looking at money all day long, even if it's going in the negative direction, I want to analyze it. I want to look at it and I want to think about it. Some people don't want to have anything to do with looking at money, but you got to check in at least once a month, once a week, every day, like me. Uh, and that app I think keeps me really in touch and yeah, is that, do you mind, do you well, mind calling out the name of it? Because, because I know personal capital personal does that. Capital. Yeah. Personal capital does that. It's personal yeah. capital. I have a Robin hood account. Now I caveat that with, um, 
I'm not a huge fan of Robin Hood. I was say, people know but, how I feel about I, I Robin mean, Hood. You can see in the you can see in the comments. Yeah, because I, I I think Robin Hood is predatory. It's just the mm-hmm. number of times that it Robin is. Hood has screwed over their customers is unbelievable. While they point the well, finger I have an article at article coming out of yeah, I've, I've, I'm going to be writing about it. I consider myself pretty well versed in stocks. I mean, I know like the lingo. I know. They use like this terminology in the app that is very misleading. For example, when I went to buy one, I wanted to buy a sh- I wanted to buy some shares of Party City. This is really funny because um, over the summer I was in a Party City store. You've ever been there? They're so they're so I dumpy, have. but yes. they're like but people like it's it's mobbed, especially during certain seasons and holidays. It's just like a mob scene, and I was there right around like graduation, Father's Day, all the things. And it was like, I was 60th in line just to buy a few trinkets. And I was like, I'm buying, what is this stock? Like, where is it even trading at? It's like $1.25. So I bought a couple hundred shares just to sort of, for my own entertainment, sure. you know, I just, I, I don't buy stocks. This was the first stock purchase I had probably ever made in my life. I only buy, you know, funds and ETFs and my brother did it too. He's really, so together as like brother or sister, we kind of like, we, we like checks each other every day. Like, Ooh, we're going to retire on party city or we're not going <laughs> to retire on party city. But I use the Robin hood app because it was just the easiest way I thought to get to buying the shares. And when you buy the shares, they, don't use all your money. I gave them $500. They used 400 and then they left a $100 balance in what's called my spending power. What the heck is spending power? Just call it your cash because now I think it's like free money. It feels like free money. And I'm like, Oh, I can use this to buy more. Go buy something else. And and I didn't realize I don't actually own $500 worth of party city. And so the spread looked bigger to me, you know, when I, when I, cause really I just spent five, 400, not 500. So if the stock, if my, if my equity now is, I don't know. So it was just confusing. And I ended up overspending a little bit on what, what I really wanted, how much I wanted to buy. And I'm like, what's going on with this app, you know? And yeah. so I still, I, so that is not helping me get ahead, but it is helping me kind of keep in touch with my brother. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> we're bonding over this that's this cool silly some stock of, purchase yeah what, uh, 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 some of my favorite apps are are some of the weird ones i really like this little company in chicago that has an app called tip yourself and you know how we talked uh, yesterday about over tipping people at restaurants because we feel bad and we know how much help they need and they don't get the usual tips so but we never tip ourselves when we do something good so if you go out on a two mile walk or a five mile run, or you do to clean up the dishes right after dinner, you promise yourself, I'm going to tip myself $2 in this jar. And it's like my vacation fund. So I now just tip my, it is the dumbest app. I mean, in a lot of ways, it's stupid. I'm just moving money from my savings account to a different savings account. But then I don't, once every four or five months, I look over there and I've got a few hundred bucks saved that I spend on nice. a nicer hotel for a vacation, you know? Very so, cool. Yeah. Tipping myself using, using FinTech. If you're going to spend time on your phone, why not spend a little bit of that time putting away a little bit of money? Even though you have it somewhere else, just compartmentalizing it sometimes, it you know, it springs on ideas like, oh, you know, maybe you wouldn't have thought about finding a deal on your next lodging or hotel because it just, it puts your head in the right place. Right. Yep. I love the, the right things. I love the roundups at your bank. 
that, you know, where yes. it, 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 it turns of, if I've got a $3 and 50 cent, uh, uh, transaction, it'll round it up to five bucks and the rest of it goes in my savings. The roundups are a cool way to save a little extra money. Yeah. Those are neat. That's like what acorns does, right? Yes. They like round up your yes. purchases and they put them in investments. I like digit. I don't know if it's still around. I hope it, it is. It is it's around. Great. Yes. It's, yep. Um, I was at their pitch. I was at, when they were like just starting out, um, they were pitching to JP Morgan Chase to be a part of their incubator. And I was hosting the event and there were judges. And I remember thinking like, this app's going to fly. He's and a cool, and he's a cool founder too. Yeah. yeah he's got to super, talk to such an easy, such a like, almost like, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> You know, and and his whole foundation for the business at the beginning was like, well, there was this white paper that I found that said that people are really bad at saving. And I'm like, I've known this forever, but I haven't really done anything interesting with it like you, you know, where you're building like this cool app around it. Like, of course, no one's good at saving. Who would think to actually turn that into a, a financial success story, a, a business idea? It's, it's, it's so neat. And there are so many ways to get ahead. In just a second, Farnoosh and I will have our takeaways from today's discussion about fintech, bad when it comes to Beam, maybe kind of bad when it comes to Robinhood, good in a lot of ways with a lot of companies. But first, want to say a big thanks to everybody who's used our link when they've gone to Tiller Money. Tiller is what I use to manage uh, my money. And the reason I like it is because it's built on the unmatched flexibility of spreadsheets. What Tiller Money does is it automates Google Sheets or my Microsoft Excel, whichever one you're comfortable with. So you can keep a clear view of your finances with everything in one place. You save time by using Tiller Money because it aggregates everything and you get more flexibility because of the fact that you can make it uh, do more of what you want, less of what you don't want. To check it out, head to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. That's tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. There's a good use of FinTech Farnoosh, just using it to help you budget. And there's several good budget apps. I use Tiller. I know people that like YNAB. How many people swear by YNAB? So um, many people. Just, yeah, some some really good uh, budgeting. So people use Mint, Clarity Money, uh, lots of good ways to track your expenses. What's our, what's our takeaway here when it comes to... Um, well, you're pointing. Yeah. Cody wants to know how my party city gamble is working out. <laughs> I love it. Um, it was doing really well over the summer. I thought I was like up 30%. And then it went it, it, like, I basically, then I was underwater like in uh, October a little bit, but now it's, it's so volatile. When you buy these cheapo stocks, expect a really volatile run, you know, up, you know, 10% one day down 8% another day up 18%. So, um, I'm, I'm in the black right now. I'm, you know, and, and, and I, I wanted to cash out because I thought, Oh, I could use this for holiday spending, but then yes. I don't want to pay the huge capital gains tax has only been like, you know, I only had the stock for a few months. So I got to, I got to hold on to what for like a year or two before I pay yeah. the huge tax penalty. Yeah. Do you know, but my, yeah. Do you know what I would do? Here's what, what I would do to keep your stock up, Farnoosh. Just a little recommendation. I just call them a few times and tell them, this is the owner. Can I talk to the CEO? And give them like tips <laughs> on how to run the, the company better. Oh my God, better lighting. Make your, the online experience is terrible. 
They just need to get acquired. I just think that's, you know, in their future. It doesn't and then pretty soon this will just be, then I'm just, this is my way of buying Amazon stock because I think <laughs> Amazon is going to buy them. I can't afford Amazon. So I'm buying party city. It'll eventually become Amazon. You're stock. buying in cheap. That's what you're doing. Buy low, sell high. There's got to be a strategy there. Hashtag science, America. Hashtag science. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, what's our takeaway from today's discussion about uh, fintech? Yeah, I, I, you know, I hope this is not, this is an outlier as far as I can tell in, in, in a lot of the great fintech companies out there. I wouldn't use this as sort of the poster child for fintech, uh, the beam story, but I do think it does remind us that when a deal sounds too good to be true, I'm sorry, 7%, you can't guarantee an interest, a savings rate, right? That fluctuates. It's not locked in. You're not buying CDs. And so that's a red flag. And I, I think that, if you are going to participate and play with some of these newer unconfirmed apps, um, you don't want to put serious money in it. You know, maybe it's just the hotel night stay money in it, or it's the Christmas shopping money in it. You don't put your or your party thousands city and buy. thousands of dollars. Yeah. Yes, your party city buy. You're not you're not you know buying. Um, you're not putting too much at stake. Uh, I totally agree. And I think the only add on takeaway that I have is using using fintech is fantastic for those ancillary things we talked about keeping a budget, right? What could go wrong if your budget software doesn't work tomorrow? You'll probably find another way to get that done. But when you're locking up your money with a critical core task, I think differentiating between what's critical core things that I need right now versus those things like tipping yourself or rounding up or or uh, uh, planning your budget, uh, those things I think are way better for fintech. But also I think there is a lesson here too, which is a lot of people still have yet to embrace fintech. And just some of the ideas you and I talked about, Farnoosh, I mean, to, to some degree, go use technology to get ahead. Yeah. Use it. You're, I agree. You're spending all day on your phone already. I mean, how many hours you spend on your phone? All these technologies are on the phone. So rather than doom scrolling on Instagram, you know, doom scroll your net worth on, the, <laughs> on personal capital. You know? I don't, I don't want to take away from the time though, that I follow Farnoosh to Robbie on Instagram. That's what I don't want to take away from. So I'm, I'm, I'm done with apps. We talked yesterday about the so many podcasts. It's awesome. You have a fantastic book called when she makes more, when's the next book coming? That's what everybody, that's what America wants oh, yeah. to know. America wants to know. Well, I have an idea and I'm excited to get cracking on it. I haven't pitched it, um, but I will tell you it's going to, it's kind of good the longer you wait because, you know, the more you experience life, the more material you, 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 you gather for your next book or podcast or whatever, but it is going to have something to do with um, emotions and money. And I think fear perhaps focusing in on that because so many of us have experienced it. Um, I grew up a very scared little girl because my mom as immigrants, like they just didn't, they just, they, their MO was like, let's scare the out of this little girl. So she won't get into trouble. She won't go with strangers anywhere. She won't. You know. And so I call the book a healthy state of panic. And I think like, you know, if every if anyone ever feels panic, how can you how can you kind of leverage that to to make healthy decisions? How can you turn that on its head and and actually live a healthy life? So it's something like along the lines of living your best financial life, even though all you want to do is stay under your bed and you know 
all the things that are wrong in the world are scaring you. Also global warming. Like it's just going to be a run on subtitle where it's just going to be like all the list of things that are like just killing us. You know? All the dark stuff global under your warming, bed all at civil once. War, all the dark things. Yeah. Oh my, that's such a great idea. It's going to be fun. I want it to be a fun slash funny book. I'll probably, I'll definitely interview you for it. Cause I just want to make it, like who wants to read a book about fear and money, but maybe you'll read this because it's going to make you laugh on every page. You but know? I think addressing Laughing it head yourself. on, addressing it head on and realize like, what's the worst thing, what's the worst we can do if we fail, right? And how much have we learned from failure? Right. Like we've learned so much. Right. So Money Podcast available wherever finer podcasts are distributed, only the finer podcasts, uh, wherever you're listening to today's show. She's far news. She'll be back in a month. I'm Joe Saul Cihai. I'll be back tomorrow. We'll see you guys next time back here at Money with Friends. Bye-bye. Show's created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends LLC, copyright 2020. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at moneyfriendspod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I am Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam, nailed it.